0: Welcome to Cloud Tech Talks, your go-to-cloud podcast from Amnus Technologies. This is Sindhupriya back with Janaki Ram, Principal, and Associates, to continue on the topic, Unpacking the Evolution of AI in Cloud Services, a deep dive into hyperscaler strategies. All right. So uh, circling back to the actual topic, Jani, so we were discussing about the conventional models and about the foundation models. As you said, uh, foundation models are generic, whereas the traditional models are task-specific or purpose-specific, and they uh, handled smaller sets of data while the foundation models are handling larger volumes of data. So and you were also pointing about uh, the hyperscalers. So let's discuss about the hyperscalers move journey so regarding the investments made by the top three cloud providers in gen ai so let's start with aws so what are they doing right yeah. now
1: yeah so so amazon has been doing you know machine learning and ai for a long time uh, because of their e-commerce investments and, and and they have been in the business of retail for a long time so they have been using a lot of recommender systems and applying machine learning for their own business uh, so they have the Legacy and heritage of bringing AI into business applications. So, uh, but but you know, Amazon has been slightly late to the party uh, compared to other players, but they are catching up fast. So, uh, Amazon's strategy is is very very simple. You know, they are becoming a marketplace of the best in the class, best in the uh, best, best of the breed foundation models, uh, and and they want to partner with uh, some of the uh, leading foundation model providers for example they invested about four billion dollars in a company called Anthropic uh, which is okay a training a model called Claude which is comparable to OpenAI's GPT so Amazon has invested in Anthropic uh, just last week so that investment will enable uh, Amazon to bring Anthropic's uh, best-of-the-class foundation models, particularly LLMs, to their platform. And they also invested in building their own foundation model called Titan. And they are partnering with other companies like stable, uh, Stability.ai to bring stable diffusion. And they are uh, partnering with uh, other companies like Cohere, uh, which has another set of LLMs. So they want to become like the marketplace uh, because Amazon doesn't have a research arm, a research uh, wing you know that is doing in-house research and training their own foundation models. That is actually one of the uh, limitations and weaknesses of Amazon compared to their competitors. But they are making it up by uh, partnering with, you know, the the the, the uh, startups that are leading in the in the foundation models uh, that I mentioned. For example, in the space of LLMs, vision, audio, music. So they they want to be uh, the uh, marketplace for all these foundation models, number one. Number two, uh, they want to uh, leverage the investments that they have made in terms of data and uh, uh, business intelligence in the last decade or so. Uh, So customers, when they actually use Generative AI on AWS, they can run uh, these LLMs that are coming from Amazon and uh, third-party providers. But at the same time, they can easily integrate them with existing data. Their own data running within the context of AWS. You know, for example, there is Amazon S3, RDS, Redshift, uh, and OpenSearch. You know, there are two dozen uh, data services that are running on AWS, and customers can leverage all those services to bring intelligence into their generative AI applications. Uh, so Amazon's strategy is based on their product called Bedrock, uh, which is a serverless runtime. Uh, think of that as the GenAI platform where you can run these foundation models. You don't have to provision infrastructure. You just make an API call, and uh, it comes back with the response. So, so that is Amazon, You know, partnering with Anthropic, becoming the marketplace for best of the class models, and integrating with the data that is available within AWS Uh, and and becoming one of the very secure, compliant, uh, preferred Gen AI partner for enterprises. You know, that is what Amazon is doing. Now, let's look at Google. Google's biggest advantage when compared to uh, their competitors is uh, their investment in a company that they acquired called DeepMind. So DeepMind is Google's research organization, uh, which is doing cutting-edge research. So Google doesn't have to rely on external providers or startups or third-party model uh, uh, companies because they have an in-house research company, research entity, that is training foundation models. So Google has uh, very powerful foundation models in the form of Palm, uh, which is their large language model, pathways language model. And they also invest in an audio model called Chirp, uh, which actually does audio translation and transcription. Uh, they also have a foundation model called CODI, which is a code-based LLM that can do auto-completion and can uh, become an AI assistant for developers. And they have uh, an image-based foundation model called Imagine. So they bring all of them into uh, their Gen AI platform, which is called Vertex AI, and uh, uh, they have... Very tight integration with you know some of the services like BigQuery, uh, which is Google's data warehouse, uh, and uh, they they are focusing on simplicity. And Google goes beyond just the cloud platform. Uh, they have you know Google Workspace uh, where they are extending generative AI. So they have this strategy called Duet AI, which is the AI assistant uh, that helps developers, that helps administrators, that helps knowledge workers. And this Duet AI platform is built on top of the foundation models that Google has built. So Google's strategy is of three-pronged approach. One, in-house research-intensive foundation models that they own. Second is the uh, best platform to develop and deploy generative AI applications. Third thing is taking it to the end users, like developers, administrators, and end users through Duet AI. That is Google's strategy right? Okay. And when it comes to, yeah, so when it comes to Microsoft, uh, so Microsoft was the first to sense an opportunity uh, when ChatGPT went live. So they immediately partnered with OpenAI. They invested about $15 billion in uh, two different yeah. uh, rounds, and they, they have an exclusive partnership with OpenAI, uh, and they are bringing OpenAI's foundation models like GPT-4, and uh, uh, dally whisper uh, so DALI is the image foundation model whisper is the audio uh, transcription and translation model and of course gpt is the most powerful llm so microsoft has exclusive access to open ai's foundation models so they are bringing that to azure and they have a managed service called azure open ai which is again meant for enterprises and you can use your data with open ai models within the realm within the context of azure That is the first thing. Second, uh, like Google, Microsoft has also built uh, an AI-driven toolkit, uh, an AI assistant, called Copilot, uh, which is called Microsoft Copilot. And it is very well integrated with with Microsoft Office, Windows, and almost every tool that Microsoft uh, uh, delivers. And uh, based on the OpenAI Foundation models, they have built Copilot. Just like Google's AI it works across all the products of Microsoft, including Windows. And, and uh, in between the end user and the, the, the co-pilot uh, interface and the foundation models, there is Azure ML, which is meant for ML engineers and businesses to fine tune models, bring their own models, and uh, run their custom applications. Now, what is common uh, between all these three providers is they are also heavily uh, investing in making open source models run on their platform. While uh, there are commercial models like OpenAI, Anthropic, uh, and, and uh, uh, the uh, uh, Google's uh, foundation models, there is a parallel ecosystem which is completely non-commercial and open source-based. You know, for example, Meta has developed a set of foundation models uh, under the Llama family, uh, and uh, there is another company another academic institution called uh, TII the technology innovation institute in uh, in UAE and they are uh, actually bringing another uh, foundation model called falcon so all these open source foundation models also run on uh, vertex ai which is google's uh, azure openai and amazon bedrock so so you know that is common and what is different is their own foundation models and their own way of integrating with their cloud, with their applications, and how they are taking it to their customers.
0: All right. So we started with AWS, and we covered Azure, and then Google. So let it be BOD or do ai or Azure's ML models, uh, uh, while ChatGPT is already uh, taking over the world by a storm. Definitely, when all these are getting into action, we can expect a lot of, of plethora of changes coming in. Yeah, obviously we are the other side of the ecosystem is already discussing about the disadvantages, the uh, job insecurities and all that. But again, the other side, all these cloud providers and the big uh, forerunners, tech forerunners are investing huge on it. All right, so uh, we are in the final stretch of our episode, journey. So I know you recently launched a course on mastering generative AI with open AI, an end-to-end course on open AI covering all the aspects uh, ranging from beginner to advanced scenarios. So I would like to uh, hear a few words about it so the listeners will get
1: uh, benefited. Out of it. So, just Absolutely. share with us a few highlights about your course. Sure, I'm. I'm actually passionate about uh, teaching. You know, if I learn something, I want to articulate. I want to explain it. So, uh, I partnered with uh, one of the leading e-learning platforms called Code Cloud, which is well known for DevOps and cloud-based courses. So, I partnered with them to launch uh, their first AI course, uh, which is based on OpenAI. And, and uh, what this course basically focuses on is the uh, basics of generative AI, uh, again, as, as I started off with, uh, the differences between discriminative AI and generative AI, and uh, particularly how do you use OpenAI SDK. You don't need to be an expert. You don't need to know the intricacies of uh, machine learning, deep learning, or a lot of stats, uh, statistics, and maths. You don't need to know any of that. If you know a little bit of Python, you can get started with this course. Uh, I cover how do you consume GPT-4 in your custom applications? How do you build a chatbot? How do you fine-tune models? How do you perform uh, transcription and translation with Whisper? How do you generate images with DALI? And uh, how do you integrate all of them to build uh, more powerful applications? So uh, it starts with the basics And goes to very advanced use cases and scenarios. The ultimate objective is to enable developers to infuse generative AI into their applications.
0: All right, that's captivating, Johnny. So it's basically for everyone who likes to upskill themselves or reskill, whatever. Uh, We have to ride on the tide for some time in order to survive. So listeners, if that's what you're looking for, go and check the host details now at gocloud.com and Johnny will be helping you there. So thank you so much. With us, we are about to sign off. Johnny, thank you so much for grazing uh, our episode with your presence. You have dropped golden nuggets throughout the episode and you have actually brought the Cloud Tech Talks audience to the trend of Gen AI. So uh, what do you think about Cloud Tech Talks? Our uh, ultimate aim is to share, like you said, uh, since you're passionate about teaching, That's we are uh, picking up a uh, uh, part from there. So we are trying to uh, educate or help the fellow cloud practitioners across the world with whatever we know. So that's what the aim of our podcast So what do you think about it? Have you heard of Cloud Tech Talks episodes before?
1: Uh, yeah, I came across uh, some of the previous sessions. Uh, it's... Uh... It's been a great discussion. I thoroughly enjoyed being a part of this. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate all the efforts in bringing experts and making them share you know, their perspectives and uh, what they actually see in the market. So it's been a pleasure to be a part of this series. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you, Johnny. That's so nice to hear. So uh, listeners, don't forget to hit the subscribe button for recent episode notifications. We are signing off with this and write to us about all your cloud challenges any hiccups you come across your cloud. Just write to us at info at the rate of We'll bring the right expert for you to talk about it. Till then, enjoy your cloud journey. Thank you.